Welcome back to the EPMI podcast, the podcast that is all about perspective. Today's episode is titled, Do I Exist? I want to ask you a question. Do I exist? Whether you are watching TV, sitting down playing a video game, running a company, being a content creator, performing on a stage, running on a trail, or sitting in a jail cell, maybe even listening to a podcast, you are existing in existence. I guess the real question is, do you feel like you are? When I was a kid, I rarely thought of anyone younger than me. I just wanted to grow up, to be a grown-up. Now I am one, and it feels like I don't even exist. When it came to dreams and goals, it was be famous go to college, or join the military. Nowadays, two of those options are riddled in controversy and conspiracy. I read an article how the youth of today are skeptical about the importance of education as a whole and fighting for their country. Being famous is the only true way to exist in Western culture, because of the invention of the internet and culture as a whole. The social media follower count and the subscriber numbers our currency for self-worth, for self-value, across generational gaps from the Western world stretching out to the Eastern world. Are we just byproducts of our goals and dreams and how they manifest in front of others? In other words, if you didn't have a crowd or camera or a social media platform, how different would your goals and dreams be? Would they even exist? The people in my life who know of the decisions I have made try to bring up a sense of reality to me when speaking about my dreams and goals, maybe secretly approaching me with my past failures in mind. It could be their experience in the military or their experience with schooling and obtaining a degree, but I think it's the indifference. The indifference to search oneself for a gift or a talent and try to put all your eggs in that basket. Because I know, based on the conversations that I've had, in the face of failure, Most of these people that look down on me would have quit a hell of a lot sooner than I have. And in retrospect, because I haven't accomplished everything that I said I was going to, I don't exist in their world of success. At the end of the day, who wants to waste their life trying to get something that will never be a reality? What I like to remember is time is a construct. It's a matter of perspective. But whose perspective? Yours? Theirs? Maybe your political status? Maybe your religious beliefs? How successful do you really wish to be? How recognized? How sought after? How famous? I grew up around tons of people who dreamed of being larger than life. Their dreams and goals were based around being famous, rich, and known. After spending many stints in the Los Angeles area, I encountered many hopeful dreamers and very few successful ones. Each one, no matter the age or experience level, had the same perspective. Time is running out. Let's make it relatable. Think of your experience at school. There were tables at lunchtime, desks in classrooms, teachers in rooms. You never entered, never sat at, never experienced. But they all existed in the same time space that you did. 
What I remember personally was the shift in who I existed to when I put a football jersey on. I was a freshman playing for Tracy High. We were the first team in a decade that almost went undefeated. Most of the last names of that freshman year had political ties to the city. For a brief moment, I existed to some of them. I even remember girls who ignored me the previous year, who acknowledged my physique and newfound placement within their atmosphere. By the time I graduated, I was in a different school from my last year with kids who were considered outcasts, a group I was often told I did not belong in. So in the four-year span of high school, I went from the jocks and the popular girls to the wannabe gang members and then ended up with the outcasts. I have always felt that God created my road for me to understand perspective, the very narrow, thin hair, linear line of existing and not existing. The second I took that jersey off in my sophomore year, I was no longer a player in their game. I often wondered what my life would have been like had I would have committed all four years to staying around those people. Life feels like that high school sometimes. I grow up and put on these uniforms and jerseys, if you will, and it helps me transcend the overbearing standard of status and sometimes even age. Think back on the things people told you they wanted to do when you knew them in school. Now think about those dreams now. I like to break up this conversation in a few brackets, mainly because I have experienced them all now. If you're in the age group between 16 and 19 and you say out loud, this is the year I'm going to make my dreams come true, you will be judged on your level of potential. Any age before that period is usually based on the grind of the parents. We're talking about a cognitive choice that you make to actively pursue making it. You may receive certain cautionary questions like, what are your natural God-given talents? What is your support system like? What is your plan? Where do you start? How much money do you need, etc., etc.? You are young enough to be allowed a certain airheadedness when speaking about your dreams, because you have yet to experience any failure, and to be honest, any real opportunity to make it happen. People marvel when a young person is capable of acting out their talents. Look at shows like The Voice, or American Idol, or America's Got Talent, or X Factor. They almost always ask the age of the contestant. It's like it's a part of their audition. It's not really about their talent, it's about their talent combined with their age. Because in that moment, they almost feel responsible for supporting the growing of your talent. Or they shoot it down on the spot to save you precious time. Back to abiding by the construct, though. Time. It's potential they see combined with time. How much time have you put into this? Or have you put any at all? There is nothing sadder than wasted potential in this age group. I like to call this hopeful potential. If you are in the 20 to 25 age group, this is the year I'm going to make my dreams come true, becomes a matter of potential, time, meets perseverance. Can you persevere through the failure and the mandatory setbacks of trying to succeed while maintaining your potential? The support that started as protecting your potential turns into an intense judgment of your quote-unquote real potential. If you can persevere, then it was meant for you, but if you can't, then it wasn't. Very black and white. Wasting your potential at that point transfers from them letting you down to you letting yourself down. 26 and on, this is the year I'm going to make my dreams come true, 
is laughable and almost embarrassing to those who once offered you support and encouragement. It becomes about execution. Execute on the dream or execute it altogether. No support, no encouragement, no attention, no potential, no protection. Just you and executing your dreams. At this point, people will even stop being your friend because in their minds you are going nowhere. If you want to be taken seriously, you have to execute the dream because, again, time is running out. It's funny how those who don't dare to dream often hold you more to your dream than your fellow dreamers. Those people who say you're going nowhere are sitting at the lunch table, putting their binders on empty seats where you could be sitting. When I wore that football jersey, there were friends that I didn't talk to and there were some that didn't talk to me. When you're guilty by association on either side, you give pretty textbook reactions. You either think you're too cool for someone or you think that person is too cool for you. The difference was I wasn't talking to them because I was on the football team. I wasn't talking to them because we were doing two-a-days, meaning we were doing double practices because we were winning. We were winning a lot of games. But can I tell you something? I didn't play more than three games, and they were all away games. I never got to play at home. Because even on the football team, there were lunch tables. If you weren't a starting player, then you technically weren't considered a part of the team. Now we're back to the key word. I literally didn't exist to the people I was practicing with and on a team with. And by the end of the year, if I didn't come back the next year for my sophomore year and then again for my junior year and then again for my senior year, to obtain a starting position and keep a starting position, it would always be that way. My membership had an expiration date on the football team, just like my membership has an expiration date to this dream and to those who choose to support it or not support it. It's an identity crisis that starts when you're young. Things that people tell you you're good at or things that you wish you were good at. You often become completely identified with how well you do within that identification. So now I ask you, do dreams have an expiration date? More importantly, are we allowed to dream past a certain age? I feel like the expiration date is the day you choose to pursue the dream. Publicly, that is. Once your dreams are set as goals, outside and inside negative energy will hold you to that standard that most people view as impossible, or bluntly, impossible for you. When I was 20 years old, living in a Los Angeles apartment with two roommates and my girlfriend, who is now my wife, we were in the first age group mentally and financially. I remember the faces of my family when they left after moving us into our place as a mix of fear and intangible expectations. I was proud to have actually done something they expressed was impossible for me to live on my own and even more, make a decision without their input, with my dreams on the line. Out of all four of us who were in that apartment, one went back home, one became successful, one stopped becoming an actress, and one is speaking right now. The roommate that I had that was successful, I once thought was a blessing. Now I kind of see it was uh, almost a curse in disguise. Because most people who move to the Los Angeles area move with people who don't make it at all. The first guy I moved with, he became something. Something to compare against the rest of us. So it's almost like from the very beginning, I never really got a chance to get my bearings. 
I was in a place with someone who was going somewhere, and I someone who was going nowhere, didn't see the same roadmap that he did. It's almost like we don't exist in the same world. Eventually, the real fear of being the old singer on stage becomes true for those who are the frontmen, vocalists, and rappers of today. You can fall into one of these archetypes. The unfulfilled, unrealized success story who couldn't fully execute. The non-performing, self-acclaimed greatest rapper of all time stuck in the studio. And the audiophile who calls himself a musician, but mostly what they do is listen to music, watch live shows, and hope one day they create something that they can actually put out with confidence. It's like an unforgiving multiple choice. But it's inevitable, because time is running out. Musicians leave older people behind almost as if they never existed in the first place, right after they meet them and acquire what that person can give them. They are just a stepping stone to judge their own potential off of. Someone who's done all the hard work but isn't going anywhere. So you can swoop right in, take the opportunities, and use your youth to capitalize. It's a game of who is more opportunistic. And it's kind of funny because you know that the older musician chose the younger musician to help them get more opportunities. But the younger musician will come in, take the opportunity, and use the youth to leave and never speak of the elephant in the room. The 30-year-old one. The word old head is a derogatory remark thrown in the direction to any dreamer who has passed the expiration date. If you're not 19 years old, no one wants to see you on stage. They'll come watch and judge you, but they're not going to pay for it. The social media comment sections are riddled with silence and non-existent support to a dreamer who has hit this dreaded expiration date. Crazy to think, at one time, almost every entertainment field was built on the backs of mature talents. Think about your favorite musicians in their prime. They're full-grown adults. I mean, I know we're all excited when young talent seems promising, but aren't we all a little too concerned with looking, acting, sounding, and being perceived as youthful? Look at the juice worlds, XXXTentacions, King Vons of the world. They are now immortalized as young kings taken too soon in their youth. Sadly, there are many more names that could be said on that list, forever frozen as the would-be legends of their respective fields. I often think, what would their 30s have looked like? If you ask the diehard fans why it's so sad to lose those talents, I'm almost 100% certain they would mention all of their potential combined with how young their age was. They're frozen in forever to warn every young talent that comes after them to make better decisions about protecting your life and what you'll do to make it with your music and the image that you create. Hopefully you can live long enough to reach that age that you have so much disdain for. Young heads judging old heads in life and death over music. When you combine youth with maturity, the potential is limitless. When you combine maturity with dreams, the potential is fleeting. If time is a construct, shouldn't we judge the content of the creation, not the creator? For generations who hate labels so much, they sure do use the age label very permanently. But if you look at the online data consumption, 
the age group 24 to 36 is the entire backbone of everything that remains trending in the world. The young kids make it go viral, but everyone older keeps it there. Self-deprecating gatekeepers. If you have talent, potential, experience, and intention to pursue your dreams and goals, but you are not within the group of 19 to 25, do you exist? Regardless of how old you are, think about the real world situations that you're in every day. Let's say you're in the grocery store. Do you pay attention to every age group? When I was younger, I noticed I focused a lot on the people that worked at the store and anyone older than me because I was kind of concerned with whether or not they were watching me. Maybe I was trying to shoplift some condoms, steal some candy or chips, or just do some sneaky shenanigans with a group of friends. Now at my current age, I find myself relating to the workers because I understand their struggle. Noticing where they are at placed in the store and keeping my eye on some young kids in case they were getting into some shenanigans. Because you remember what you were doing at that age. It's always present in your mind. That's a good way of knowing that you're acknowledging the fact that you're no longer in a group of people who are having an experience on Earth. If you ever catch a kid doing something bad, you can watch them for a little bit. You can stand behind them if you catch them in the act. And they won't even know that you're there. They'll turn around, they'll probably lie and try to tell you a sob story or a fib. But you can look at them and you can recognize while they're in the process of it that right now, I do not exist to them. But in a couple seconds, I definitely will. My wife, who is a very beautiful woman, has a very, very beautiful and captivating smile. Most people who talk to me, the first thing that they will say if they have previously met my wife is your wife is an angel, your wife is beautiful, your wife is such a treat. And she will tell you that she knew she was getting older when she was no longer getting compliments like that from a certain age group of males. It's the same situation when an older male gets a compliment or an advance from a younger female. It's a look of surprise. It's a, wow, I exist to you? I'm sure it's the same with all gender qualifications. The diversified inclusivity of all of it today must breed tons of research. But based on the research that we have of the current date, we have many traditional situations that tend to happen over and over again. It's like a breaking of the fourth wall. I am a certain age and you're speaking to me and you're a certain age. You're supposed to be speaking to people your age. We've heard that all our lives. Act your age. Hang out with people who are your age. It's a game of validation. You're validated as a child when you can get away with something that an adult did not see or catch. You're validated as an older person who gets a compliment from a younger person that you do not usually get on a regular basis. Or you're validated by the fact that your looks still stand up even past the standard that's invisible between you and the person giving you the compliment. All of this has to do with the simple conversation that you have with someone. Musicians usually tell their coworkers that they do music, and those that don't are the ones that aren't confident in it just yet. But what I noticed in Los Angeles when I moved out there in the beginning of my 20s was when I had this conversation with coworkers, it was met with a lot of support. They wanted to hear it immediately. If you were any level of good, they believed that you were gonna be famous, 
and they told you not to forget them if you ever made it, and they'd listen to your music for a little bit. At that time, Instagram was pretty new. People would follow you on Instagram, and they would like the things that you posted about your music. But the older you get, and the more that you change, the more that support grows less and less in the comment sections. And it grows less and less in life and in real-life conversations when occupations get brought up. So if you have talent, potential, experience, and an intention to pursue your dreams, what do you do when you turn 26, 27, 32? Are you to just accept that you're never going to exist because you can't be famous, rich, and known? Do you just settle for regular, poor, and unknown? Everyone grows up and loses to father time, even the dreamer that makes it before you. But it's absurd to believe that a number of days that you've been on Earth have anything to do with whether or not you should pursue something that makes you feel fulfilled. Let's play a quick game. Pretend fame, riches, and recognition do not exist. Social media, followers, and subscribers do not exist. Record labels, film industries, and the arts are not lucrative. But you have this yearning need to express yourself through the feeling that lives inside of you. A talent or a gift. Would you still refuse to get a good job because it would tie you down? Would you still choose to not have a relationship and let it be meaningful and not have fear towards it ruining your goals? Would you still move far away from your hometown because it's not the best area to make it in your profession? Would you sell your soul, compromise all the morals that you were taught from your parents and your upbringing just to be associated with the best people who also have that talent and that gift? Do you truly value this gift or do you just value what it can acquire? Most of us are regular people living regular lives. Some of us could have the power to change hearts and minds all over the world with the gifts that we have, but because we reach the expiration date, no one will know we exist. Yet we parade around our commitment to people that we've never even met because we value what their gift acquired for them. Maybe that's the reason why you hate local talent and you won't support them. And you love Ariana Grande, even though she never bought you a coffee. Maybe that's the same reason that Keeping Up With The Kardashians was the number one show in the world. Because if you look at anyone outside of the fan base, they don't really know what any one of them do. But the fan base, even though they don't exist to the people on that show, they have a hope deep down inside that one day they will. Last question. Without these dreams and goals that you have, do you exist? If you have a true intention to do good with the gift that you have and you feel it needs to be shared with the world, let me tell you something. You exist a lot more than many people you know. That's why a long time ago, when I chose music to be the thing that I was most passionate about in my life, I knew it wasn't just writing it and recording it and using it for myself as the goal that would last long term. I had to be with others, for others, in church services and corporate music events. I actively researched how to invest in musical opportunities, career ventures, things that encompass the entire industry. I made an active decision that even if I wasn't fronting it, that I would help the process and be involved in it, no matter what it was, because truthfully, I love this gift and it helps me feel most like who I am. But it could have been sports. I could have cared about my status in life and what groups I was associated in. It could have been football. 
It could have been mixed martial arts. It could have been a police officer, a soldier in the U.S. military, a student trying to make it in the corporate world. You could be any one of these yourself. The truth of the situation is, right now you are creating. You are existing within a creation of your own design. Regardless of your beliefs, we all wake up every single day and take one step at a time into the life that we choose to be a part of. But some of you listening to this don't create at all. Your job is to judge others based off of what they want to create, what they currently create, or what they hope to create in the future. Understand the artist controls what beauty exists within the creation, but the critic, the gatekeeper, and the judge, and their audiences have killed more dreams in the name of reality checking than any habit or stint of bad luck that an artist will encounter. It's not even close. The sad truth under all that is you can be both of these at the same exact time, to yourself and the people around you. It's all about perspective. Remember, time is a construct, and everyone who breathes in it is a gatekeeper of it. So do yourself a favor and leave the gate open for someone else. You could either be the person sitting at the high school lunch table telling the nerd to go sit with the other nerds, or you can make a difference and make some room at the table. You could support the creation even if the creator doesn't live up to the unnecessary, outdated, and dream-killing standards of age and time. Actually, it's extremely important that you do, because time comes for us all, and one day your seat at the table will be covered up as well. Based off of what I learned, to me, you exist. The biggest question that I gotta ask you is if it was up to you, do I? Thanks for plugging in. Thank you to everybody who stood to the end of this episode. I really appreciate you sticking around. As 2022 ends and we go into 2023, this will be the new genetic makeup of this podcast. It will all be about perspective. I hope that you enjoy the new direction. Follow me on Instagram at IRCs, E-Y-E-R underscore S-E-E-S. And stay tuned for new music. EP, plug me in. EP, plug me in.